Welcome to the first ever episode of Cosmic Soup. My name is Mike Peacock, and I'm an executive chef with Seattle-based dining consultants, Culinary Coach. And joining me today are my partners in crime, the big dog of Culinary Coach, executive chef Sean Bowling, and of course, the life force behind the whole operation, the secret sauce in our senior living enchilada, the pilot of the mothership at Third Third Marketing, Cynthia Thurlow-Kruber. Thank you guys for joining the show today. Thank you. We're excited to be here. So I'm super excited. <laughs> That's my bad pun, which is normally Sean's territory. Yes. But today I stole your thunder. But I'm really excited to finally get to say welcome to the show to both of you because we've been talking about doing this for what seems like forever now. So before we dig in to what the show is really going to be about, let's give the listeners a little bit of background on us. So full disclaimer, of course, the background check we did ourselves. There you go. So, <laughs> Cynthia, let's start with you. What is Third Third? Why did you start it? Third Third is a branding firm and a lead generating consulting firm that services the aging um, services industry. Okay. And what made you want to get into that business? Well, I used to be a partner in a general agency. And after working in senior living for, you know, a year or two, I just noticed that there was a huge amount of help that we could be providing to senior living companies. And um, and that's it. I just love the business, too. I think the people are nice. I love the human element of it. It's just I love the whole sector. Okay. And Sean, your turn. So you have an extensive background as a restaurant chef, as a catering chef, did a lot of cool high-end stuff. Also worth noting that you are ACF certified executive chef, uh, which brings a lot of capability and credibility to your various roles in the industry. So why the move? Why go from the restaurant and catering business into senior living? That is a really good question. Um, it was by chance, honestly. I was uh, at a point in my life where I've done, like you said, all the high-end hotels, the catering. I wanted something different. I w got tired of bridezillas and momzillas and all that. Uh, We've all been there. Yeah. So uh, I had a friend who was an executive chef in a high-end retirement community here in Seattle. And he gave me a tour and said, you know, this is what we're doing. And we have openings for chefs. And I thought... Why not? I'll just give it a shot. So long story short, working uh, for about a year or two uh, in the different communities that this one company had, I really started falling in love with the residents. It was a really nice little something, something off to the side I wasn't really prepared for. But then I realized that the food that they were eating pretty much sucked. And the model seemed like something out of the 60s or 50s. And when you can go to Denny's at two in the morning and get a better meal than you would at one of these uh, residencies, I thought I got to do something about it. And so I just started working with my cycle menus and creating my own and and implementing them. And so now, you know, years later, um, we go around all over the country and reconfigure the kitchens. We give them all new cycle menus and fresh foods and so yeah, it's really rewarding. Cool. Yeah, so we'll dig into that a little bit more later. I also come from the restaurant and catering background, and uh, I really focused on a lot of farm-to-table stuff and kind of small businesses, but taking the concept of what makes small businesses really cool and trying to bring those into higher volume locations that are so focused on kind of the turn and burn mentality. So I really like the idea of bringing those more intimate experiences to the larger scale and is my tie into the senior living is that my grandmother actually had dementia and Alzheimer's 
And I saw her in some of these communities and it broke my heart because the care wasn't there. The food wasn't there. And, you know, my mom would go over there and literally just yank her out of these places and try to, and she probably placed her in three or four different communities before finally saying, I just got to have home help because she couldn't find the care in the community, in the communities that, that she wanted to do. So that's kind of why I'm so passionate about this industry is because I do have a personal tie into it and I've seen it firsthand. So, so that's us. That's basically what our, what our team is at culinary coach and third, third. And of course, uh, also full disclaimer back in the day, Cynthia used to run a restaurant and I worked for her. And that was something we focused on was kind of the, the, local sourcing the farm to table we had this really cool farmer's market that was out in the parking lot and we brought local vendors in and we had local artists kind of hang their art in the building and it was a very community feel and i really love the idea of the community feel and i think that the industry is lacking in that but i think that they're taking the proper steps so what i want to know how did the two of you get together Well, Cynthia, do you do you want to start or do you want me to go for it? Well, I'll, I'll just say that I was working in marketing and mm-hmm. lead generating branding for a, a really nice nonprofit organization, which is now Transforming Age. But at the time, it was Skyline, Exeter House, Park Shore. And um, Sean was buzzing around those communities working in culinary. That's how I remember we were working on a photo shoot. The first time I saw Sean, he was uh, the chef was going to, quote unquote, style the appetizers. I was <laughs> petrified because oftentimes that doesn't turn out so well. But on, <laughs> on this occasion, it was mind blowing. We had so many beautiful platters of appetizers. It was an amazing photo shoot. And that's how I met Sean. Well, and... Um- as far as popping around to those communities, um, I would see Cynthia come in. And when I first met her, she was, oh, yeah, I'm with marketing and we're going to rebrand. And I said, OK. And then after a few months, we started getting busier and busier and busier. And pretty soon we were full. And then, uh, you know, a year go by, I'm in another community and there she is again. I'm like, oh, and she did the same turnaround with branding. And so after a few years, it was kind of a joke, you know, with my cooks. If I saw her come in the door to rebrand, I'm like, okay, we're going to be busy now. Give her about 60, 70 days and we're going to, you know, up our our count by 20, 30 residents. And then uh, time passed on and I get a call from Cynthia and she goes, I have this great idea. And I love the food that you're cooking, Sean, and what you're doing and your passion for the seniors. I want to take you out to dinner. So we go out for dinner and she goes, how about? We have a culinary coach. She said that I go all over the U.S. and rebrand, and every single community is, do you know anybody in culinary? Our kitchens are a disaster. Recipes are, are 1950s and 60s. And so it was just genius idea that, um, you know, I just jumped on board and said, let's go for it. And it took off. We've been doing it for a few years now, and it's it's like I joke around to people and tell them I'm like the Gordon Ramsay of senior living, but I don't yell and scream and I'm super cool and you know, chill. <laughs> so you're not the Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> so I'm not, yeah. But I, we, we fix kitchens and then we, we ran them and it's so satisfying because some the food out there is so bad. It yeah. really, really is nationwide. So basically, Cynthia, you were the branding element and you were helping clients get their occupancy up. And then when those clients would go in and they would say, Hey, cool, we've got this really great catalog, but man, now the food is really bad. And then that's where Sean kind of came into play. 
Well, maybe not in exactly that order because as part of the branding exercise, we perform focus groups. Okay. And we're interviewing a lot of residents and asking about characteristics of the community so that we could create a brand that's relevant. But about 95% of the time, culinary is a challenge. And and we know we can market all day long, but if there's word on the street that the food is bad, we can't fill up a community. Okay. So that that's the order of events. Then we realize, wow, there's an operational challenge here, and we want to help you solve that so that when we're, we're marketing, the word of mouth is really great, and the food experiences are really good. Um, and that's, that's where Sean comes in. Okay. And so hence, Culinary Coach was born. So okay. you've got the branding side of the business, and then you've also got the culinary side of the business. And unlike a lot of concepts out there, it's literally a perfect joining of the two concepts into one big thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the goals for the company are pretty lofty. It was once kind of a culinary coach, kind of a side project, but now it's fully ingrained. It's a part of the culture here. Um and now here we are together in this crazy cosmic <laughs> twist of fate. And so, well, we're in a cosmic bowl of soup. We're in the cosmic soup, right? We're so floating. the listeners can't can't see us, but I'm literally I'm in an inner tube right now, and I'm floating. So when I was first interviewing to come on board, one of the things that Cynthia mentioned to me was that she wanted to start a podcast, something for clients, potential clients, friends in the business, just a resource for people to be able to get ideas and perspectives from outside of their immediate circles and. This podcast would touch on the culinary side, but really envelop all facets of senior living and aging services and how there's a desperate need for modernization and innovation in the industry. So, Cynthia, if you don't mind, kind of uh, why don't we dive into that for a second? Yeah, well, there's so many areas. Number one, culinary touches every almost every part of a senior living community and it's operational, um, resident engagement, um, nutrition, health socialization. And so the cosmic soup is a blending of a culinary with all areas of a business and including marketing and ops and even psychology. So that was the concept of the, the podcast is something that anybody who either works in senior living or has an interest in it might listen to it get some new good ideas. And um, we really want to share the knowledge that we have. And, you know, the more we talked about it, it just kept identifying so many different issues and so many different opportunities to explore. I think once we decided that we were actually going to do it, then we embarked on the crazy journey to search for the appropriate name. And, you know, we bounced around a bunch of ideas. Nothing was really sticking. And uh, I'm not sure if you remember, Cynthia, but, you know, the three of us. uh, So Sean, uh, you and myself, we're we were here one day, I think, after hours, kind of just mowing about and uh, we were walking around. We just got in the new office and uh, we were kind of taking a taking kind of a little tour around here. And we were like, this is so exciting. This is so super cool. And then uh, we started talking about the podcast again and how this room, you know, we have a whole new room for it. And then uh, I think how you said it was there are so many ideas and solutions floating around in the soup. And I remember asking you, what kind of soup are you talking about? And you said, you know, you know, the the cosmic soup, the universe. And I was like, that's it. The cosmic soup, you know, and so I know right there it was. And you guys were like, heck yeah. You know, so we ended up kind of putting it to a vote and that's the one that stuck. So we rolled with it. And hence now cosmic soup is born. It's here. I don't know if it was born or if it was big bang theory or it just kind of (laughs) popped into existence, but it was definitely an evolution of some sort. I think the great cosmic 
gods of cookery made it. <laughs> Got yeah. dropped into the soup. Yeah. But also, I, I would add that, you know, senior living and aging services, at the end of the day, it's all cosmic because we're just people. We're all humans. It doesn't matter how old you are. We're we're like these kind of spiritual beings. And so I think that kind of lends itself to cosmic soup too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it, it represents kind of like the, the never ending universe of ideas and possibilities, topics, solutions. And, you know, just like that concept of space and the universe, it really is only limited by our creativity, our imaginations, you know, what we want to accomplish. And so the name itself kind of has that underlying astrological vibe to it, but really it just takes on so many different connotations depending on the context that you want to talk about stuff. And so that's why I think it's uh, it's perfect because it's for a show like ours, it seeks to kind of explore the endless possibilities to change the industry for the better. That's what it means to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, and I like to, to stir the pot a little bit, no pun intended, but um, I see Cosmic Soup too as a go-to place for not just for, um, you know, high-end professionals. This is for the cooks. This is for the servers. This is for everybody that might have questions about senior living, what it's like. Um, maybe we can uh, also do tests on here and, and and talk about different things that we're cooking in the kitchen and flavor profiles, uh, anything and everything. It's cosmic. I mean, yeah. it all it all swirls around. Uh, maybe I'll rap one week. I don't know. And Sean does rap all the I time. Do, I do rap. He I wants him, to rap today, but I'm not going to no, let him. I'm not going to rap today, but they do call me Saran <laughs> Saran. I'm your repping man. Oh. So, um, yeah, a little Remember what I said earlier about the puns. Squeaked it in there. But yeah, <laughs> so I want it to be a fun uh, podcast to where you just tune in and learn um, and just experience life. Yeah. And I mean, that's really was the big question the is, is, you know, once we kind of dialed in some of the concepts, it's like really what, what in fact are we going to talk about? Which as you were saying, it's a ton of stuff, you know, we'll touch on the food side, the dining side, the branding side, the challenges. We'll talk to industry people. We'll talk to people outside the industry. We'll Where did to, all the cooks go? Hey, <laughs> Where did all the chefs go? Where did all the servers go? What's going on? Where's what? all the people? I mean, workforce is a, is a topic that we'll probably yeah. spend a lot of time mm-hmm. talking about. You know, we'll talk to, to vendors, suppliers, um, you name it, people. And, and really, even Cynthia, you and I were just talking about some of the new exciting things that are kind of coming down the, the pike, like, uh, you know, horticultural therapy. We've got somebody on board with that. Yeah. We've got mm-hmm. people. Elder you know, Grow. Elder Grow. Yeah. And we're going to have we're going to have them on. And, you know, there's a lot of really cool outside of the box thinking that's happening in the industry. Finally. And, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, getting people on board here with the show to talk about it, to share ideas, to brainstorm, to put things out to the ether is really the best way to uh, to explore new possibilities. It sounds almost Star Trek like. I'm thinking Pink new Floyd. Worlds, yeah. <laughs> we should open We're up. boldly going. Yeah, we are boldly going where no senior living podcast has gone before. <laughs> I'd like to say we're boldly going where no pan so, uh, has yeah. gone before. Frying <laughs> pan, yeah, you know, nobody's yeah, getting that. Yeah. Right, whatever. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, deal with that, Mike. So, of course, over the course of all of the guests that we're going to have on the show, I mean, we'll talk to our own internal people. We have a lot of people coming from outside of the company and outside of the industry. But we're going to ask each guest that comes on two very specific questions. And those questions are, what kind of a community would you create for yourself? Okay. And then to take that one step further, um, what are three things that uh, you could do or that CEOs could do or people that run the show could do? What are three things that we could do starting today 
that would make a positive difference in the lives of senior living residents? And I, I think that the reason we want to get those those two questions out to everybody is so that we have a kind of a common theme that ties every episode together and that gets different perspectives of the same question. Cynthia, would you agree with that? I agree. Yeah. And I think it's what's so fun about that is that we will hear these perspectives from a wide variety of professionals Mm -hmm. and people with very varied backgrounds. So, you know, Dr. Kelly Tremblay, neuroscientist, audiologist, um, we're going to hear from the horticultural therapy ladies at Eldergrow. And we'll hear from really amazing operators, um, those people who are doing it right in the industry. And and we want to hear them talk about their magic sauce so that more senior living companies can learn from that and everybody's getting better together. Bacon. (laughs) No, bacon. Bacon. I, I'm a little, I'm a little behind here on the question, but you said, you know, what are the things you would, you would want in your community if you built it? And I want bacon three times a day. I want bacon ice cream. I want bacon donuts. I want somebody bacon, <laughs> bacon for God's sakes. <laughs> well, well, we that, know where Sean's mind is. Uh, it's all about the bacon. Clearly, I just learned this actually. The World Health Report, the World Health Organization, has determined that bacon causes cancer. So I just want you to know that. Well, okay. well, I think specifically it's that there are elements in bacon that are known carcinogens. Okay. And so, um, mm-hmm. yes, we'll, we'll ask Dr. Kelly to, Definitely. <laughs> to the, clarify okay, that. Okay, so what you're saying is just don't pig out on bacon. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so, Not three times a day. <laughs> Not three times a day. <laughs> All right. Well, getting back to it now. Um, so, of course, we're going to ask everybody that comes on the show those questions. And Cynthia, Sean, and myself will also answer those questions individually on some episodes that we're going to do uh, on our own. But I will ask each of you to answer one of those questions today, which is what is one thing that can be done on an immediate basis to start changing the lives of the residents for the better? I've got, okay, here's mine. It's so easy. Okay. Super easy. Give residents, buy the absolute most perfect fresh fruit that's in season, organically grown, and give residents or provide residents as part of their dining program, the most perfect ripe peach. You've cher- always had this thing for the perfect peach. I have. and Or cherries or apricots. Or, or carrots. Or whatever it is. It's That is such an easy thing. Residents want it. They, they, you know, let's skip the syrup and the sauce and just go for the perfect fruit. Awesome. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean, I'm afraid to hear what you're going to say, but... I'm going to ask you the same question. Two words. Okay. Cooking procedures. So what I have found is that um, there's there's steaming and boiling, and that's 90% of what I think a lot of folks use in the kitchens. And cooking procedures can make or break a meal, and it's so, so easy to fix within a day, is go through all your menus – and if you are finding out that everyone is steaming or boiling most everything like fish and things like that, we need to use the word saute, broil, bake. Um, it's all these fresh foods are coming in. And I think for the most part, people are doing a pretty good job, but then they'll take like a nice piece of fresh salmon, two story, and the, um, 
the cook grabs it, goes, yeah, this is like $25 a pound fish. I went, oh, excellent. And then he threw it into a frying pan with hardly any oil or clarified butter and then just destroyed it. And he cooked it for 15 minutes. I didn't say anything. I just wanted to see what was going on. So that that's something that can be done really, really quick. And so when I go into communities too, this first thing I focus on, cooking procedures and methods. And do you think that's, just to, to go down a quick little rabbit hole about that, do you think that that's an issue where they just, they just don't know that there's a better yeah, way to do it? Absolutely. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, God bless them. I think, you know, most people don't get up in the morning and go, golly, I want to go to work and, and create a crappy meal. Um, there's just not a lot of skill that's out there right now. And like we touched on earlier, where have all the cooks gone? Where have all the sous chefs gone? The chefs gone? The the talent pool is dwindling every day. And there was a study out last year from uh, Chicago Institute that said that we are still pumping out of all the com- the culinary schools nationwide the same percentage of people we did 25 years ago, meaning if one college pumps out 50 cooks a quarter 25 years ago, that's what they're pumping out today. Unfortunately, there is probably five times the amount of restaurants, senior living. Every building you see in any city is going to have one to two cafes in it, which we need more cooks, more service. So we're actually in a crisis across the nation, and I travel across the nation, and um, it's not just Seattle, Puget Sound, California. It's everywhere. It's Texas. It's New York, Louisiana. Um, and so when I go in, it's what it's. That's a great question you ask because it's what can I do for the short term that I'm here? What can I do to really impact this food immediately? And that's just to go through and it's cooking methods and yeah. procedures and timing. How you know don't cook the heck out of a really good piece of product. Yeah. And please, everybody. Do not bake broccoli. It, 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 people throw broccoli. I don't know what's going on, but the last few years, I'm seeing people <laughs> throw broccoli into an oven, and it's and then it comes out all black and gross, and uh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. So, and and you know, I like Brussels sprouts. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a nice sautéed Brussels sprouts and a little bacon, and a little pepper. In it. But when when people are taking frozen Brussels sprouts and putting them in a steamer. And then serving them on a plate, I'm just like, oh, God, no. That's just got to be Brussels hell somewhere. Yeah, it hurts your soul. It does. No, my soul screams, no. So I think the consensus that, that we all agree on here is that while there are plenty of operators out there in the industry that, that do a good job they and mean genuinely well. sure. come from the right spot, there's there's plenty of room for innovation and modernization and changing perceptions about what, what it actually can be. It's a model. You know, I said it from day one when I got with Cynthia. I, she asked me, what's what's one thing you see that needs to be fixed pretty much? And it, it how would you? And it's it's a business model. It really is. It's a, It seems to me that a lot of the kitchens are um, – an older uh, menus and things like that. But again, you don't know what you don't know. And so what I bring is the fresh new ideas, the the high-end catering, high-end hotel menus and things like that. And that gets put into a senior living. There's no reason why they can't have the same food. Well, I think if I were to, there are a lot, a lot of operators who have fabulous food and I've experienced it. I've seen it. I've eaten it. And so I think, you know, we're not talking about every senior living organization that has these issues, but there, there are quite a few. And I think one of the reasons for that is that C-level professionals or executives are not restaurant managers and 
senior living communities are running a full-on restaurant. And not only that, it's three times a day. Mm-hmm. And it's somewhat medical in a lot of um, areas. Textured so foods and things like that. It yeah. just couldn't be more mm-hmm. complicated. And I think that that's where um, there is room for improvement is just helping executives to learn how to manage a restaurant. Yeah. And I think a lot of them freely acknowledge that that's not their background. And and I think to the idea that a lot of times people contract out their dining services is because they're afraid. They don't understand that they really can do it, you know, internally, but they don't, they don't have a starting point. They're not quite sure where to go with that. And I, I suppose you could also tie that into the other elements of the industry, you know, things like marketing and branding and how to be creative and how to, how to really just get outside of the norm and, and be able to say, Take that phrase of, well, we've always done it this way and just get away from that and move into something that says, let's try something new. Let's, you know, let's break the mold. Let's, let's give people what they want. And, you know, I think the demographics have changed over the years. People that are going into communities are, you know, they're going in with different backgrounds. They grew up with, you know, the food channels been a thing and, you know, the internet's been a thing. And all of a sudden the stuff that was okay 30 years ago people are just like, it's blowing their minds, you know? So, so the need for, I think change is driven by not a, not a negative thing necessarily, but just by exposures to different elements over the years and, and, and generational changes. Yeah. I call it, I call it a movement almost because it's, you're right. The, what was acceptable even 10 years ago is not acceptable now. Uh, we have residents that are asking, where's the fish from? Where's the chicken from? Is it local? Is it sustainable? Do you have compostable products? These questions 10 years ago weren't even in the in the cosmic universe to think about. Right. And now it's when we do our focus groups, that's one of the first five questions that they'll ask us. How are you preparing the food? And that you know, I, I keep going back, but it, the, the business model, it's just, it needs to change because taste buds are changing. People are changing. Awesome. Well, uh, any last thoughts from the two of you before we close out our very first episode? Well, I'm, I'm living a dream. I'm super excited about our podcast. Um, and I just want to thank everybody who's listening. So, and we want to hear your questions, actually. Um, please do write us. And Mike, where do they write us? So, yeah, I was going to get into that. But basically, we want to hear your questions and comments because we're going to do every so often a really cool episode that we're going to call Mailbag. And our super epic panel of experts is going to answer your questions. So you can hit us up at CosmicSoup at thirdthird.com. That's 3rd, 3rd.com. And we will answer all of your questions and respond to you as soon as humanly possible. And I have one thing to say, please. I would like all of the listeners to tell the people that aren't listeners to be listeners and to vote that once a week or two weeks, Sean raps. And I'll rap about food. <laughs> and you you call in, or, well, you don't call in, but you write in. What you want me to rap about has to be culinary, and I'm going to rap about it. I like it. Is that so, cool? yeah, absolutely. So, yes, okay. we want your input. Yes. Uh, I'm going to ask you all. We're going to make all, it fun. It's I'm going to ask fun. you all to vote to not have Sean rap on the show. No, um, no, no. You want me to rap. <laughs> you want me to rap really good. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, if you do send us uh, an email or a question or a comment or reach out, then we will give you a shout out on the show. We will answer your questions. And please subscribe to the show. Like it. Share it. Tell your friends. It's going to be on all the platforms. It's on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn. You name it. We're there. And if you want to see it on another platform that we're not on, then you let us know and we'll make it happen. So, Sean, Cynthia, thanks for hanging out today. Thanks for bringing Cosmic Soup into the universe. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing this every so often here and just having an epic time with you guys. Soup, there it is. Soup, there <laughs> thank it you, is. Mike. Thank all right. you, Mike. And thank you all for listening today. We definitely appreciate it. And we'll be talking to you again real soon on the next episode of Cosmic Soup. <laughs>